Hello and welcome to Those Vicar Blokes. I'm Howell, the nerdy vicar. And I'm Dave Coaches. So, and Dave, what have you been up to this last few days? Yeah, We're going to do this yeah. really early, haven't we're we? We're really early, yeah, because I'm away this week. So um, we're recording on a Sunday. So not I haven't been up to a lot, really. No. I um, I dropped my my youngest biological child off this morning at four o'clock. Four Dang. o'clock? What, what were you doing at four o'clock in the morning? I was dropping him off so he could get the Flicks bus to Gatwick. Oh. Because he's gone to America on his own. Oh, that's good. Is it? Yeah. No, I'm a bit petrified. Oh, you'd be A bit worried. He's only just 18. He turned 18 last week. What's he going to America He's gone to celebrate Thanksgiving with his friends who he's never met before. But he's been friends with them for about three years because they're part of an online gaming community. Oh, right. Um, So, yeah, he's gone off there. Um, So, you know, whether or not he lands at JFK, gets put on a flight to Colombia, comes back with a bag of coke and gets caught, I don't know. Hopefully not. That'll be lovely. I hope it's all really good, but um, yeah, well, yeah my, we're a bit anxious. Yeah, we were a bit like that, but he only went to, like, Lorette de Mar on his own, yeah. so he were in America. But I'm sure he'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I would, be, I would have been a bit more comfortable if he'd gone with somebody he knew from this country with him, you know. So what games anyways, does he play in? Oh, I don't know. Oh, right. It's all beyond me, isn't it? Nice to see. Nice. Don't you do any gaming? No, I don't do any gaming. Well, you never, even when you were a kid, like. Yeah, I did loads. Uh, when I yeah. was a, when I was a stay-at-home dad for, um, six weeks or whatever it was, I managed to stick it out for. Yeah. I got really, really good at Tomb Raider. Oh, and yeah. I got really good at FIFA '97. FIFA, that's not gaming. Yeah, it's gaming. I it's got not good at gaming. it. I managed to get rubbish teams to that's, win the league. It's not gaming. Yes, you are Gaming right. stuff like um, uh, is proper things like uh, Skyrim, yeah? You know, yeah, I've never seen that. Don't know what that is. Skyrim is a, it's a, it's a role-play game. It's like, um, it's an open world game, yeah? It's one of the biggest open world games there ever was. Right. So you have a character that you then have to sort of go through and train up and, and get them to be like overpowered, they call it. It's right, a bit yeah? nerdy. It is. It is. Yeah, it's nerdy. I, I got a character with bow damage of 412, so I could shoot everything in the whole world besides a dragon with one shot and kill it straight away. Right. That's gaming. Yeah, that's, that's nerdy. It is nerdy. That's nerdy. I it went into nerdy, Tesco's yeah. Eastgate yeah. once on the way home from work when I was a bus driver. Yeah. And it was about 10 to midnight that I got there. And they were, they were queuing all the way around the back of the store and all the way down the mm. side. And I said to this lad at the back of the queue, what on earth is everybody queuing for? And he yeah. said, Cod. Oh, I, thought, I can't be doing with Cod. Cod? I didn't realise fish <laughs> had become so popular. <laughs> Call of Duty, anyway, not Cod. It meant nothing to me. Oh, so it wasn't man. until the next morning I, I said to uh, said to my boys, what on earth were they on about? They were queuing for Cod. And they laughed. I'm like, Dad, you're so sad. <laughs> Call of Duty. It's a new one out yesterday or today. And you think, oh, my gosh. So we're waiting for it to go on sale at midnight. Yeah, that's really sad. all the way around Tesco's at Eastgate. Yeah, they would, yeah. And, uh, I'm not really that into COD. That's kind of all I got bored with after about COD 4. Yeah, I never, I never ever looked at it. Didn't I? No, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's, the, it's like a first person shooter one. Yeah, well, no, I sort of get that, but I've never played it. I've it's like, you it. never played COD? No. Okay. No. All right. But, okay, fine. Right, well, we, <laughs> you must anyway, have played what, COD. What have you been up to in the Me? last few days? Yeah. Play, I haven't been playing Skyrim. Um, what have I been doing? Oh, I went to see the new Hunger Games film. That was good. Did you? Yeah. Right. That's really good. I went with uh, with my daughter. 
So we went over to uh, The View to watch it. It's really good. It's all about really how good. President Snow becomes President Snow. So it's uh, it's like a prequel of The Hunger Games. You've seen The Hunger Games, haven't you? No. She said to me, she goes, you want to get Dave to watch The Hunger Games? He might like that. And I said, I bet he's seen it. Everyone's seen The Hunger Games, so I'll tell her after no, this. No, I don't go into these cult things, do I? It's not a cult thing. It's, it was mainstream. It was like a massive thing. Hunger Games? No, not to me it wasn't. It's got Jennifer Lawrence oh, in I it. Oh, i tell you what I did do. Oh. i tell you what I did. I watched three episodes of Big Brother back-to-back because oh. I'd missed a few days and I had to watch Is that it. still going? Fri- no, it finished on Friday. Who won? It was good. Um, I predicted the last five in order apart from the, the final two. Yeah. So Jordan won. He was... He was... Did you, do you remember him? No. He was sort of... Um, was he boring? He's... The boring ones usually won. He, he, was, he was... He's got a very dry sense of humour. Um... He doesn't much do fun or excitement, right? And um, but he had this little bit of love triangle thing going on oh. with two two other blokes and all the rest. Of oh, it. right. Was he so, that bloke? Is he the bloke from uh, from Bridgend? No. Oh, he went. Did he? Bridgend was um, Jenkin. Yeah, he, 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 oh, went, yeah. he went. He went. He went. He started the last week. He no, no. Week. He made it till near did the he? end, but not quite to the end. All oh, right. Um, okay. Final Big brother. Yeah. So what are we on about this week then? I can't remember now. We're on about uh, what is church? Yeah. What what does it mean to be the church? And then finally we're on about under the dome, which under we dome. which we liked, we agreed, we, we both liked. liked. Yeah, so which last is unusual. Week we agreed <laughs> that we disliked the program, and this week we agreed that we liked. The yeah, program. that's true. Should we on the so, same page yeah, with the maybe films? We're, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're that's all there. right. So all uh, on your hats for the music. Okay, so we're looking at over the next few weeks the uh, Advent course, yeah. isn't it? Ask, seek, knock. Ask, ask, seek, knock. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually appear anywhere in the course, but that's what I named it. All right, okay. That's, yeah, it, that's... it seemed good. Yeah, I read through it. It's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. It's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. You know, so uh, it starts off with what is church? Then it's what's the next one? Um, what is worship? Then what is prayer? And finally, what is discipleship? Yeah, and in our churches over the next few weeks now, we've ditched the Advent readings and we're going to be looking at these readings, thinking about each of these things uh, in the sermon and also as well uh, in our prayers and so on and all that sort of thing. So we ditched Advent this year. Yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Advent readings didn't fit what, what we thought the people needed for this stage as we start a new... Um, liturgical year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what we thought we'd do is Dave's done some um, resources for the home group, so we thought we'd work through these on the podcast just to kind of give you a bit of a, a flavour of it. But it, we, we have got some uh, home groups going on around the patch across the mission area, so you can join one of them. Uh, but we're not going to do an ad about it. We'll do an ad in the ad bit. We it? should have done the ad last week because they start before this goes out. <sighs> what a fail. Okay. Yeah. So ignoring our fail uh, is the first question. What does the word church bring to your mind, Dave? What's it bring to your mind? 
Oh, a big stone building. Is it? No. But that's the, you know, that's what it brings to lots of people's mind, isn't it? It's yeah, but you in particular, building. what's it bring to you? Um, a collection of people trying to be faithful to Christ's teachings and learning together and expressing themselves in their faith together. Yeah, but what does it really bring to mind? That's what it's meant to bring to mind, but what does it really bring to mind? Well, that's what it brings to mind for really? me. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, what what does it bring to your mind? If we said all the church... A load of bickering people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It depends what, what I'm thinking of that day. Coffee and I, cake? Coffee and cake. No, no, I think it would it'd probably bring to mind, we say the church, I would think of of more of an institution at first rather than a, than a collection of people. Yeah, well, maybe, but then maybe I know that's, that's a, wrong, a but... very Church of England point of view, isn't it? Because we're institutionalised. Yeah, I'd think of, like, bishops and stuff. So when you said the church, I'd think of bosses. But that's probably because I've worked for it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if you said, what is the church? I'd be thinking, oh, that's the bosses, like. Well. You know, but sometimes... Sometimes it feels like because it's an institution that you, not the parish, but the church, yeah, seems like something that is outside of me, yeah. Because I don't a lot of the time I don't feel part not the not the local expression, but outside of the parish, it's something I've never really felt part of. If you're not, you've no. never felt part of the wider church, not the church, not. I felt part. This is sound really strange now, but I felt part of the global church. Right. So if yeah. I meet a Christian from, say, Armenia or something, or something like that, or I, I feel that we were part of the church. We yeah. were together. But I think the look, the national, the national church. I, I've never really felt part of that. No. I've always. How felt... could you feel part of the global without feeling part of the national? I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. No. But I think I mean, the for global me, cause... one, the global one, would be about me meeting another person who was a Christian from another part of the world, and that then we'd meet as peers. But I think the national yeah, but thing you've is worked in multiple places, so mm. so that would mean that surely that dynamic has a sense that. You're doing the same thing in a different place, so you're part of a national institution. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's it's how I think of it. Really, is that the the parish is the local church that I'd feel part of. Yeah, right, yeah. And sometimes I felt part of a diocese or something like that, like Litchfield or Bristol or whatever. The you know, um, but I think sometimes you don't you don't feel as though it's something that belongs to me no. or I'm I'm part of. If you see what I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, but not it, once I get bigger than the the parish, it it's more difficult to. Yeah, I think that's it's something that, yeah, even at like diocesan things, sometimes you feel as or, it you know sometimes it's it's not for people like me. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? I get that sense. I yeah, get that yeah, sense. yeah. So it's it's a, it's an institution that's not for people like me. I've I've often felt like that. But yeah. don't you feel the urge to break into it? No, I think I think uh, uh, 
See, that's where you and me are different. I don't want to be part of it. I just think, well, if they don't want to know, I don't care. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I see what you I, mean. I don't, I'm not bothered about that. I don't necessarily think they don't want to know. I think they just you do, they don't, they even don't know understand. You're yeah, they don't understand and they, they don't really... They don't understand, but you're kind of like irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's a bit like that. Is it you're not part of the story? So they don't really, do you know what I mean? Your face, yeah. don't, your face don't fit. I think less so. Well, your face doesn't fit a lot, does it? No, that's no, to be honest, actually. But yeah, so that's my, I, I, that's all kind of like, there's not a lot of rationale for that. I think that's more to do with how, how you feel. Uh, in, I think that's part of being, I think sometimes as well, it's sometimes you feel like that being in Britain as well. Sometimes if you're in different parts, your face don't fit. I used to feel like that a bit in Cambridge as well. Your face don't fit. So do you think then part of the question to what is church is is a place that excludes people? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. 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 That's not very good, is it? Because no. that's, that's the opposite of its intention. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it does do what it's meant to do, which I think on a parish level it is a lot of the time, I've got to be honest, as a local parish thing, um, it can be really beautiful um, in its inclus- inclusivity. Yeah. Like, I, uh, um, I, must, I might have said this on the podcast before, but that Christmas Day thing where the guy from the Daylands shook hands with at the peace, the Daylands are like a local council estate, yeah? And he shook hands with a guy from the hall who went to Eton. Mm, and they yeah. both shook hands at the peace. Now, that's the vision of the church that that I desperately want. You see what I mean? Yeah. Where people from all peoples and nations and languages come together to worship Christ. Yeah. But that's what church is meant to be. That's what church is meant to be, yeah. It's a collection of people. Who, and on a local level, it's meant to be an assembly of people. From that local that, community, yeah. yeah. They are then part of the wider... Mm worldwide expression that's right yeah so if you think about like say what we do with ukraine uh is we do it not because they're a worldwide thing it's because they're people who live in our parish yeah yeah so that's so what about you and is it is the next question that's just me moaning do you feel a bit like that sometimes or is that just me being silly um I wouldn't say it's you being silly. I would say that there's a a fault in the system that allows people to feel like that. Um, mm. But I'm probably a little bit more positive about it than you are. Um, and I don't know why that might be. It might be as a result of my lay experience before ordination that was always about incorporating different Although you've been a rural dean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, my experience as a lay chair shouldn't be any different to that in some ways. Um, my experience... But it's about unifying it all, and maybe, mm. yeah, I think we did a half-decent job of that. Yeah, I think I think on a deanery level as well, like when I was a rural dean working there, it was always 90% of the time was really good. Yeah. I think it's just that thing when you say the church is that when you step out of that into another into another um, dimension or whatever. But there are things about yeah. the church yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. And therefore, maybe when it's 
when I see lots of those <laughs> things, I'd want to distance myself from it. Um, whereas there are lots of things I do like, and I see massive benefits of mm. of that, and therefore most of the time I want to be involved with that. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's always been in my head this difference between the national and the local. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Mm. And the local is, I think, where the action is and where the, the where that assembly of people locally is a lot more real. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So, um, and the international stuff is 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 real as well when it's expressed locally. So, yeah. you know, a bit like my cousins and stuff, they're Christians from Zimbabwe, so they, they go to church in Aberdeer, and that adds to the the wonder of that experience for the people of Aberdeer. Yeah. And helps them be integrated into the community. And Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a bit more real and tangible. But it's think, quite interesting yeah. because then you get people that theoretically <laughs> are reading the same collects every week. Um, and now that we're off the lectionary for a little while, we've got different ones. Well, that's your fault. That, uh, is, that is my fault, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the collects for the weeks didn't work for the reading. So, you know, I've changed them. So the next question is, what does it feel like? We've answered this, but I'm thinking about what does it feel like to be part of an assembly of people? And are you happy with the idea of an assembly of the church being linked with political thought? Yeah, so so in the spotlight before it, it talks about the 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 politics of of uh, well the theoretics of church. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So so. He, yeah, we have kind of answered that without thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I suppose what it does is is link the particular branch of the church that we're involved with with um, a, a different responsibility in the world as well. Yeah. 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 It's 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 special in England, isn't it, really? Yeah, because it's we're established in that sense. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that makes as much difference as it would have done fifty years, sixty years ago. It makes a difference to bishops and how they think of themselves. But I don't think your average schmo on the street uh, would be is 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 we're in a very different place to where we were even twenty years ago with that. Well, it's lost its relevance. Mm. The church has lost its relevance to society. Um. What do you mean by that? Because I think it used to have an actual influence over the way that people behaved um, and the things that they did and um, the way that they treated each other. Um, and I don't think it has that same influence anymore. And I think that's because that influence is reduced on the national level. Um, it reduces on the local level as well. Yeah, there are people with sentimental links to churches, um, but they don't necessarily feel part of that church. Whereas I think before they would have felt more part of that church, even if they were not. It would be part of their identity. Regular. Yeah, there's a bit like being a Rovers fan is a part of your identity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, people would be nominal uh, members of the church, and they would say things like, "Oh, I'm a." Church of England, they am, or something yeah, like and, that. Yeah, and that's reflected in the fact that each census that goes by, less and less people tick the box for Christian. Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah that's know, right. Though. Um, without the frightening 
oh, it's a, it's a rise of the other religions, because it's not. It's not, no. Um, no, no, no. It's a, it's a rise of no religion that's, yeah, it is, yeah. that's happened. That's right, so it's not. So I think there's uh, a question in here about the challenges in the in the early church where they where they they struggled in um the Corinthian church for unity and they they challenge they they struggled with how to be church together didn't they yeah which is why we have all the St Paul's letters really because they're just letters to churches aren't they yeah they are yeah with people who have the same problems that we have today basically yeah well not exactly the not, same not but... exactly the same problems but but still problems and still things that are disagreed on and yeah all the rest of it yeah, yeah they do yeah they struggle to live together don't they yeah that's the big thing so no matter how bad your church is it's not as bad as one corinthians is it no <laughs> no and, and it, it's drawing on that fact that as as the assembled people of God, we are as one family, um, and one family that, like most families, has its disagreements and its arguments and its fallouts. But ultimately, we remain the one family. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably the best way to think of churches is as a family. Is that we don't get on sometimes, and sometimes we do get on. It's the best and the worst because the stakes are the highest. Yeah. So I think this is why people get so upset with church sometimes is because it actually really matters to people. Yeah. So if you're excluded in church for whatever reason, and there's all sorts of reasons that you can do that, um, that means more because you're not, you're saying you're not part of the family. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, that's something we, we need to take seriously really. And I think that's when we get it, when we get it right, to say yes, you are part of the family. Yes, you can be part of this. Um, I think that's really important, mm. and that's where you get real discipleship, real support. Um, and I think that's a, a an immensely beautiful thing. Mm. But it's that um, blood thicker than water thing, isn't it? Yeah, because we are united by blood. Yeah, we're all united by the blood of Christ, and 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 that's important. And so when we're hurt and damaged by those that are our brothers and sisters, that hurts more than somebody that we don't we care don't about or, or, or don't give any mind to, you know. Yeah, so it's different. What we're told by secular society is that going to church is just like going to the gym or going to the cinema. Yeah. It's just like an entertainment business, really, that you go along and participate in for your own personal entertainment. But the church is actually about joining a family, and, yeah. And I think that's something very, and that is something that changes the whole dynamic very quickly. Yeah. So you're not there to consume a worship experience, you. Well, that's next week's course, isn't it? What is worship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that being part of a family is different. To yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's that sense of belonging, isn't it? And yeah, that's the, the, the key element. A sense of who you are and yeah. where you come from. Yeah. Uh, on this last thing you say about uh, how do you feel about the idea of, of church being a place of discipline? That made me laugh when I thought about that. What do you reckon, Dave, about discipline? Is it a place of discipline? Well, I suppose that depends on whether we mean are we being disciplined by somebody else 
or are we disciplining ourselves to follow a particular um, way of life and of being? Um, and so if I think of it in terms of self-discipline, then, then I think, then great, we could do with more of that. We definitely should be that because we should be modelling our lives on that of Christ. And therefore, we can't do that unless we're self-disciplined. When I think of it in terms of being disciplined by others, um, then that seems a bit more challenging. Um, but we do get the passage in the Bible that says, um, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and rebuke, mm. um, correction, depending on your translation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes it needs to be that we listen to those that are more experienced got a bit more um wisdom perhaps a little bit more i don't know um, or, or we listen to each other or yeah maybe um y yeah because actually it doesn't doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it you know as long as we love each other enough to actually be able to um exercise that discipline over one another and be accountable to one another um in the right way and when when we're when we fall short people should be able to tell us that we've fallen short yeah like in a family yeah because if you can't tell somebody that there's something wrong with the relationship but we're a church where we can where we should be able to do that without punishment because we're a church of grace mercy and forgiveness and so although there are consequences and although we might not always like what we hear, mm. um, it's not that we should be excluded or ostracized for no. for those moments of poor discipline. No. Because we all have them oh, yeah. every week. That's why we need to confess every week. Well, the, that's the power, though, of the Book of Common Prayer, uh, where it's, I love that, where... Uh, Everybody kneels down for the confession, including the priest. Apart from the fact nobody does. No, but he's supposed to, you know, right? I do. You kneel down for it to make the point that everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, including the priest at the front. And it's that we language. And that's what we've lost in our society is this idea of we have fallen short. We have failed. We have got it wrong. So let's discover together a better way of living together because we've all failed. Yeah. Well, when you take God out of society, what you end up doing is not having a society which is loving, caring, and non-judgmental. What you end up with is people screaming at each other on talk TV. Yeah. Because they're both right. Yeah. We don't necessarily set a very good example of that on Twitter. No. Well, no, I say we. I don't necessarily you got set a blocked, very good mate. example of You got blocked, Dave got blocked. I got you, blocked, You yeah. got blocked. I don't no. think he listens anymore. Nah, don't worry. I don't worry. think he listened to start but with. But I think, I think you're right there. I think, I think the church... But should... that's a fundamental issue. Yeah. Because he has blocked me because he doesn't want me to be in the same church as him. Because I don't like his opinions and he doesn't like my criticism. Hmm. But then you can't do that because we're called to live in community. Yeah. And I think having lived in community for three years, the hardest thing about living in community is that you've got to live with other people who are annoying. Yeah. And Christ always, and, and God always builds a community. 
like with the apostles, the disciples, that's how Christianity is not an individual thing. And that's where we've gone completely wrong over the last couple of hundred years. We've ended up thinking of Christianity as individual, personal salvation, me and God. That's wrong on every level. Yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong is the church, is the family that sometimes we don't want to be part of because they're annoying. Yeah. That's the thing. But that's not God's fault. Yeah, but all families are annoying. Exactly. Because love is about is a dangerous thing that calls us to sacrifice ourselves for others. Yeah. It's not about me consuming a nice opinion or a, a nice feeling. And I think to be in the church is about learning to live and be together with people who are a bit annoying. Yeah. Well, that's my joke about salvation, isn't it? Is yeah, yeah, absolutely. Outside heaven, there's all the Anglicans saying, I don't want to go in there because they're not singing hymns I like. Yeah. And I'm not going in there because so-and-so's in there and I don't like him. Yeah. No, it's true in there because he might have blocked you on Twitter, Dave, but you've still got to share heaven with him. Only if he gets in. spending all eternity with that bloke. in the. In, well, that's the thing. The church... Fundamentally, maybe I, I'm a bit older than him, so maybe I'll get there first. All oh, right, and, and then he'll he'll do he that bit, and he'll there. look in, and he'll say, "No, no, no! Actually, I blocked him, so I can't come in there." But I think, I think what the church is meant to do, fundamentally, is be that that wonderful bit from Revelation, which wasn't in the 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 thing the, the study, which is all about all peoples and nations and languages before the Lamb, uh, before God, worshiping together. And I think that's what we're called to point to. Yeah. But we fail to do that. So we have to live with each other as a community of failure. Yeah. That's the thing. Because we rely on the grace of God. Okay, so uh, in a bit we'll talk about Under the Dome. Yeah. Don't forget to ask your smart speaker to play us. Subscribe to us on any good podcast service. Um, the best place to leave us any comments on our content is on Substack, um, where we regularly review what you've said. You can give us some TV suggestions, some news suggestions, um, perhaps a topic that you want us to address uh, from a theological perspective. Send all that in and we'll do our best to address that. And if you think that we've said anything that you disagree with, um, then please do let us know because we're always open to learning and challenging ourselves. We are actually, yeah. yeah. So if you don't agree with us, send it in. That would be great. So the, we've had a in one of the comments, I can't remember who it was, but somebody uh, put in the comments to talk about uh, Stephen King's Under the Dome. Under the Dome, yeah. Which is on uh, Channel, Channel 5. Channel 5, and for Channel 5, I thought it was remarkably good. Yeah, there's something on Channel 5 that's not a Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to watch Christmas films in a bit, because I've decided. Have you seen the Christmas films, Dave? Oh, I don't like Christmas films. Don't you? Oh no, no, we're gonna watch a not not like not like Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, you know them like, romance ones. I do like some of the. I liked a romance one last year. Made a little tear roll down my face. Oh right, yeah, do. Because I'm a bit soppy like that. Oh, oh god, I'm not. I'm not. You know, Butch and Jim going like you, am I? Well, I don't like the. I I quite enjoy the the romance Christmas films because they're so funny. No, I, I just yeah. I just laugh at them. 
Yeah, well, they they can be amusing, but yeah. if you really get into them, then they can be a bit really emotional. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll watch one of them I in a couple of weeks. Rubbish, though. The well, they are utter rubbish, rubbish. But yeah. But we're going to be talking about me. Under the Dome, not yeah. the not the Christmas films, right? So, Under the Dome, Dave. What happens in Under the Dome? Um. Well, it starts off with some man having killed some other man and yeah. burying him. Um, He's uh, called Barbie. What's all that Barbie, about? Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. We I get weird surname, don't we? Yeah, His surname's Barbara, I think. Yeah, so like it's like a nickname. Barbara, his surname's Barbara. Weird. So anyway, he's, yeah. he's called Barbie. Um, and so he's killed somebody else and he's buried them and then he's driving away and the police do the thing and then he crashes his car into a field of cows and then this thing happens where a cow gets cut in half. Yeah, and, that's really good. And the good, buildings get cut in half and all of a sudden there's this invisible dome, dome surrounding this town and you know a plane's trying to fly out of it doesn't know it's there crashes to the ground the cars just get crushed against it and it was um but it's a mystery program yeah you know yeah and i've watched two episodes at this point yeah i quite like this i've watched three and a half and there's obviously something really dark going on in the background in the town between the the mayor guy yeah, Hank from Breaking, Hank from Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, I was pleased to see him. I was pleased to see him. So Hank from Breaking Bad and the priest and he was also um, a he was also a funeral director, which is weird. Yeah, well, one yeah, one bit, size fits all, doesn't it? Yeah, he's he's onto a good one there. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, it's cut out the middleman. Yeah, think how much money we'd make if we didn't bother with the funeral directors. We did it ourselves. Kaching, and we'd be on a load. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. So there's something dodgy going on there, and they've been storing up propane. So that's a bit. Yeah, we weird. don't know why. You don't find uh, out for that no. age. I don't know why they've done that. And and the guy is a bit of a mystery, and he? he's not from the town. He's arrived for whatever reason. Everybody listens to him. Oh, Barbie. Um, Barbie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you've got the press woman. So she's obviously going to become a real key character. Oh, with the red hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, quite yeah. like her. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know. All right, yeah, uh, fair enough, yeah. All right. But, um, well, she's a good character. I'm, yeah, I don't know what you're right, on okay. about, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. what you're on about, right? Anyway, so she's in it, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And she's trying to find out what the mystery is. Yeah. So I think it's one of these programmes, really, where this dome's come down, no one knows what, what is happening, and they, they by the time they get to episode four... They're kind of getting a bit twitchy then because yeah, they're missing their mother. From me, I've yeah. just seen the fire in episode two. Yeah, but they're starting to get a bit twitchy because they can't get out, and they've a lot of their relatives are outside of the dome. Yeah, because they had a, a parade or something in the next town over, so a lot of them they're separated a lot by this barrier from the rest of society yeah. and from the rest. They can't even uh, hear anything, but and nobody really knows why it's happening, what's going on. So what I thought about it really is how would it be though if if we were cut off like that? Is is our human beings dog eat dog or are they cooperative? I think that's one of the themes that comes out of it really. Because Hank from Breaking Bad, who's the who's the, the leader of the town He's trying to to lead the people to work together, aren't they? Like when there's a fire, the people work together to put the fire out, don't they? Yeah, but that was Barbie's doing, not his, wasn't it? Yeah. He went off to get the digger to be the hero. He did, yeah. And although he said, oh, everybody worked together really well, 
he wanted to be the hero. Although initially he heard the guy shouting for help from inside and just ignored it because uh, he's dark. He it is. would be better for him to die for whatever reason. Yeah. Because he knows the secrets and he he might reveal it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Die. But do you think the people, that's the thing though, is are people dog eat dog? Do people need to be controlled? Because that's what Hank from Breaking Bad's had to do, Diz, is that the people are like cattle and they need to be controlled and he's the guy that's going to control them. While I think Barbie's trying to lead through inspiration, isn't he? Trying to but lead he wants by to example. be God of the Dome, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He wants to be God of the Dome. The all-powerful that controls everything that happens. Yeah. Um, I do think that most people need some guidance and some cooperation and somebody or a group of people to um, be the administrators of that control. Because otherwise what we end up with is chaos, self-centeredness and delusion. Like the um, psycho boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Hank's son. Hank's son's a psycho um, boyfriend, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a psycho boyfriend. Um, you can't handle the fact that she didn't say I love you too. Yeah, so he went berserk and he, yeah. he captured his girlfriend and put her in a fallout shelf there. Yeah. It? Yeah. That's a bit weird, that is. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I think that that's the trouble always is power corrupts, isn't it? Yeah. Is that under the dome, Hank from Breaking Bad has actually got a lot more power than he would have normally had in a small town because now the town is cut off from the outside world. So I think the story is how power can be used if it goes to people's yeah, heads. Yeah, because it was it? quite interesting, wasn't it, when he, because he had a disagreement with the policeman whose pacemaker ended up yeah malfunctioning. Yeah, um, he had a disagreement with him, didn't he, about appointing a load of new deputies? Yeah, but then the one who the the the, the copper who was a bit mad. Yeah. Was he already a policeman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already a policeman. Because yeah. I wondered if he was a new appointed deputy. No, no, you know, no. He's he, a proper he, copper, yeah. He ended up shooting at the side of the dome, didn't he? And then it rebounded and... Killed him, yeah. Killed, killed his mate. But, yeah, because people are under pressure. So that's the other thing. Is The thing that made me think about it is that in that enclosed environment, people are under pressure. So people are behaving in slightly different ways or more extreme ways than normal. So Hank's response. Uh, I love the way we keep calling him Hank, even though that's not his name in this show. No, it's not his name in this show. He was the the, the councilman, Jim Big Jim, show. yeah, Big, Big Jim. Jim, yeah, not Hank from Breaking Bad, no. yeah, Big Jim, that's him, yeah. So Big Jim wants to be Big Jim to be the leader to control everybody, and because people are under pressure, he's using the pressure of the situation to. To get power, I think. Yeah. Can you think, Dave? We we, we reviewed this a while back. Is there was a program that went into this um, about where a catastrophe happens or or a big event happens, and because it's an emergency, somebody seizes power. Do you remember what who that person was? No. It was that how to be a dictator program we watched. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, I'd forgotten we'd watched that. So it's like that thing where it was the Reichstag fire, isn't it? So Hitler used yeah. that to, to gain power. So he's doing that here, is that this has happened. So his, his initial thought is, how can I use this catastrophe of the dome coming down to 
to cement my power as the councilman. Yeah, and it starts with him trying to secure votes anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Slipping the extra money for his coffee or whatever it was in the... That's it, in the diner, yeah. Yeah. So do you think people are like that? But is he definitely trying to get extra power, or is he just a leader? I I think it's a mixture of both. I think people who look to get power like like he's doing in this and to help people, part of him wants to help people, but part of him wants to be Big Jim and be the man that's in charge as well. Yeah. So it's not as straightforward. But would you want to preside over everybody dying? No. Because at the moment, where I am after episode two, mm. that looks like the likely outcome. Is everyone's going to die? Because there's going to be no supplies coming in and they yeah. have to be self-sufficient. And, you know, when the guy was ranting, the smoke was not escaping the dome. So actually, you know, you kind of think, right, what's going to happen here? Um, so it looks like everyone's going to die. And I don't think I'd want to be the one to preside over everybody's death. No. But I think that depends on what type of person you are, isn't it? You know, is it is being a leader is difficult because you've got to take responsibility in a sense for the good and the bad, isn't it? Yeah. So you get the power, and also with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. But it made me think a bit about the image of Christ's leadership. Is Christ's leadership is all based on giving up power and living for others and not yourself. And I think that's more what we saw from the Barbie character, the guy who's, who leads by example, where it's all about not seeking your own personal advantage, but your heart being with the others, with other people. Yeah. And I think they, they both got a bit of that, but I think Big Jim, is he's got one eye. It's what you said about the pandemic, is they wanted to be heroes, but they also wanted to get their mates money for the PPE as well. Yeah. And the Labour Party wanted to to solve the pandemic and didn't want people to die, but also as well they wanted to get some political capital out of it. Yeah. So be careful in emergencies. Yeah. Basically. But who do you trust? Oh, I don't know. That's the that's the difficulty with this, and everybody at the moment where I am thinks that you can trust Big Jim. Yeah. But we're looking at it thinking you can't ch- trust Big Jim. Yet they all did what Barbie had said, what said to do, because he came across as a leader. Yeah. Um, and then did that. But we, it's all started with him having killed somebody, or at least he was burying somebody. Yeah. yeah we don't yeah. actually know that he killed him. We just know that he was burying them. Yeah. So maybe that's the other thing in this: is who do you put your trust in? Yeah. And maybe by your fruits you will know them. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not everybody is what they seem on the surface. Yeah, because nobody really is, are they? No. Yeah. So it's good. Is I quite liked it. It's been it's been a good one. Is under the dome. So thanks yeah. to the guy who who uh, recommended it, and uh, it's been good to think about that. So next week we're uh, be talking about the news, whatever that is, and we're talking about what is what what is worship, isn't it? What is worship? Yeah. On the Advent course and. Uh, the telly. What's the telly? Well, I'd like you to watch Time. All right. Season two. Time. What's that then? Is Time. It... It's about prison. Um, one of the central characters in it is a chaplain. All oh, right. Um, yeah. It's quite 
Interesting. What side on? It's on. Yep. The BBC, I reckon. No, it might be ITV. All oh, right, yeah. It's, it's on one, one of the conventionals. One of the normie channels. One of the normie channels. Yeah. Okay. Um, time and there's two series. But I can't watch the whole series the by first next one, week. The first one is Sean. You can. We're recording this early. It's only Sunday now. All oh, right. The, okay. The first yeah. one is Sean Bean, and the second one is Doctor Who. Um. Jodie Whittaker. Oh, all right. Um, you I, always want to watch these Jodie Whittaker things. Yeah, there was something else with her. Have you got to think about her or something? My wife thinks that she's one of the greatest actors on the telly at the moment. So Does she? She likes the Jodie Whittaker stuff. And I think, um, to be fair, I think she was the second best Doctor Who of any of the series I've watched. What about Tom Baker? Well, I never really watched his series. Oh, um, he's the best, Tom. He's the best. David Doctor Tennant, he was the best one, the, followed by Jodie Whittaker. No, the best, the best one is is uh, Tom Baker, followed by uh, Peter Davison, followed by, um, yeah, followed by, um, yeah. What was the one you just David said? Tennant. David Tennant, followed by Matt Smith. No, I didn't then, like the Matt Smith ones. He was all right. No, I didn't like them. Anyway, we're going to go on about that in a minute. Right, okay, so we'll see you next week. Uh, and uh, have a good week. Ta-da. Ta-da.